Aerial perspective, boom shot, follow shot, high angle shot, stalker vision, whip pan, worm's eye view. These are all used in cinematography, but what about when there's no camera? Only computer generated images. How in the world are those effects done? Well, in a few moments, in this episode, 2220, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be taking a deep dive into this subject when they answer the commonly asked question, how are cinematography techniques used in CGI? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast. Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time to the podcast, a special welcome to you. In today's episode of the CG Insider, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com by Helena B., uh, all the way from Turin, Italy. Wow. And Helena asks, how are cinematography techniques used in CGI? That's a great question. And by the end of our discussion today, not only will you know how cinematography techniques are used in CGI, but we'll also talk a little bit about the history surrounding cinematography in general, as well as show you some of our favorite examples of some cinemagraphic techniques and how CGI is changing the face of cinematography. So be sure also to stay to the end of the podcast where we'll be reading some of the comments uh, from you. I'm Sean Johnston, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast. And I'm Bill Johnston, the good-looking host uh, of the podcast. Oh, I, I, I beg to differ. I'm just kidding. And together, we are the CG Bros. So, bro, another superb question. What Definitely. is cinematography anyway? Well, you know, cinematography has a traditional meaning, and it's, it's been changing uh, and evolving uh, since its early beginnings, and especially in the area of visual effects and, and CGI. And over the last, oh, I'd say 20, 20 years or so, um, Computer-generated imagery, which is what CGI is, uh, has dominated a lot of the what we see today. And um, although it's it's revolutionizing uh, cinematography industry, uh, CGI effects have come under a lot of scrutiny, uh, especially because uh, of their overuse. And we've talked about that, um, and we've even talked about movies that seem to be dependent on CGI to carry the movie. And we've talked about that in right. some of our past podcasts, like uh, what is the Uncanny Valley, for instance, and. Where, where is movie making headed? Movie making uh, headed in the next well, next few years. So, I mean, there's a lot of things changing, especially with technology. And so, the definition of cinematography is changing. But there is a traditional uh, meaning of cinematography, and and we're going to kind of talk about that right now. Yes. Yeah, so, cinematography is basically the art and science of capturing movie images on film or digital media. Um, cinematographers use their creativity and they capture a range of emotions and elements that the audience can relate to when watching a movie, right? I mean, that's sim- simple, right? <laughs> and they're, they're basically um, responsible for the overall composition, um, lighting, focus of the film. So they use different lenses and things like that. So I've got some really cool examples uh, that we're going to show a little bit later on that about that. But a little bit of background, like, like you said, bro, um, I think some of the, well, some of the first, it goes back uh, to the early uh, teens, uh, like around 1928 when, um, you know, well, you had, you had before that, obviously, you had some of the, um, the silent films that were using certain techniques in there as well. But yeah, you know, uh, What's interesting about some of those original movies, uh, that, 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 that they only had one camera. And so they had to, there was, I don't know if you know this, but they, they only had one camera usually. And so they didn't have, they weren't able to do cuts and transitions and stuff like that. It was one long take. Uh, oftentimes for, for, you know, more than 10 or 10 minutes or so. And so can you imagine that a director, I mean, the organization a director might have to have or, or even the challenges to an actor to 
do one, do it all in one take. I mean, you couldn't do that today. Right. That'd be tough, especially if you didn't have, you didn't have a lot of money or a camera to begin with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they didn't in those days. Right. So, uh, you know, some of the first cinematography awards if, to go back uh, right around 1928 and they had a problem because a lot of the awards were tied to films, specific films, and they weren't nominating actual cinematographers, which is, I thought was really interesting. Uh, but Charles Rocher was the first recipient of uh, an Academy Award for cinematography in 1928. And then it was, it was kind of this weird board of judges that was, you know, oh, should, should it be the film? Should it be the, the cinematographer? What kind of awards should we go uh, give out? And then finally in 1931, um, they started uh, nominating people for uh, uh, more and more for cinematography. Uh, and actually, I mean, because they make up, they make, um, if you're watching the movie and you're, when you're watching, like we talked about the uh, composition of the movie and it's like you said, one shot, one camera, it's very boring. So there's a lot of, you know, things that the director wants to, to have shown to give that, that emotional appeal and cinematographers are hugely, I mean, you, you really can't shoot a movie without somebody who knows what they're doing as far as. No, exactly. And that's what, that's what the director's for. And he, he basically sets up the shots and, and, and cinematic shots are very cool. And you know, when you see them. And so the principles of the traditional cinematography uh, that have been practiced over the years have really come to, to have been developed and, and honed uh, to provide, you know, for a reason, the highest emotional appeal. Uh, that a shot can do, and that's what you're really trying to do when you're when you're shooting any kind of movie. What you're trying to do is is uh, you know convey emotional uh, some kind of emotional content to the viewer, get them emotionally hooked, and uh, and and these these the, the principles of, of cinematography, uh, at least traditionally what we're talking about, uh, have have really come to prove themselves as as uh, tried and true, and 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 uh, you know evoke those emotional responses in the viewer. I was trying to get some examples about, uh, you know, some, some cinematography examples, some of my favorites are, there's so many, it's, it's almost, um, staggering to, to, you know, a lot of the films you remember, um, you're thinking about the, the images of that, of, uh, in your own mind of what you saw and what sticks out. So if you could see a movie, there's certain scenes in those movies that you'll always remember, um, I think a lot of it is visually because of the cinematography um, that you would see. Obviously, if it's you know shocking um, scenes, you're going to remember those too. But I think a lot of the, your most favorite scenes, you'll see an image from that, like say in a poster, and you go, "Oh yeah!" I mean, it almost it captures that in that single frame of 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 reference for that film. You know that that's that's the film you're watching, and yes, you remember that shot because it it, it made such an impression on you and gave you that emotional response. And it was interesting is the difference between CGI and regular cinematography. Um, the, the main difference between, let's say, live action and cinematography using CGI is that the role of those uh, is often divided into two different positions. So you'll have a cinematographer director for layout and you'll have a cinematographer director for lighting. And um, the layout comes first in the animation process. So it's, it, that's basically the process of conceptualizing um, the environments, the CGI environments, and based on the storyline that uh, you're trying to uh, convey and then adapting it to, let's say, the stylistic choices of that film. Um, and then so I have, uh, and then of course, the, you're working from storyboards and layout artists are using you know, films, characters, sets, and props to do it. And a lot of times they'll make an animatic or they'll actually shoot the entire film in these really low res um, previous versions that don't have, you know, perfect lighting and the animation isn't complete and those kind of things. 
But uh, there's a really cool, if you go to Disney's uh, website, you can actually see really where they break down Frozen 2, which is pretty cool. And this one actually gives you the, um, the breakdown of, of layout. And so you can kind of see the previs, if you can pin me, Bill, real quick here, where they've got the dam breaking. And um, I, I believe it's Elsa uh, is going to be coming down to try and save the day. And so this, this shot here uh, where the dam breaks, it's coming down, the water is just exploding down the ravine. Mm -hmm. um, looks pretty cool. Um, obviously, um, you know, they're not showing you uh, the lighting like I, like, like I mentioned, but all the shots are there. So it's all framed correctly. And then she's riding around on her horse and she's going to go ahead and um, go What's into What's kind of cool about shots like this is it allows the director the freedom to move the camera around and to, to implement some of the cinematic, uh, cinematogra uh, cinemat cinematography uh, techniques uh, to really emphasize and, and to, to compel the story along. Yes, and in, in this particular scene, you'll see, I, I got both versions of it, so you can see the final. So she stops the, the water from basically destroying the city. And so the final shot, this is the one that has the lighting. You don't have to watch the entire thing, but that's what you just saw, the old previs version of it. And this is almost shot for shot exactly the way it was done. They added a, a, you know, a few extra moments here and there. Uh, but I think... Overall, it just it's uh, it's really interesting how they broke that down, and you can go to their website, like I said, and you can see how they do the lighting for different shots and how they do um, the uh, and basically the process that's involved with cinematography in CG, their films. Yeah, and I think I think CGI really came into its own. Uh, we've talked about this when Jurassic Park was was brought in. I mean, the the, the bar was set really high with that movie, and 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 everything kind of really changed in the industry at that point, and. Uh, at least is how you know how we mix live action and, and animatronics and CGI and bring them all together to, and that movie was was the first one that really kind of bring all that stuff seamlessly uh, together alongside actors, which had really never been done before. I mean, seamlessly. I mean, I'm going to use that in quotes. But um, you know, and and uh, these the techniques we're talking about uh, have primarily to do with you know how lighting, as you said, you know how how mood is set and mm -hmm. how how. You know the contrast between light and dark is is, is uh, you know is conveyed and, and and of course how the camera is used and that's tr transferring those techniques into the world of CG is is a really challenging thing because you know in the world of CG you you can you know it's not a physical world so you can really have your characters and your lights and your camera well maybe not your characters but you well no you can yeah you well. can um, yeah. your lights and your cameras do anything that's Anything that's even physically that's physically impossible, and and that that I think is where things break down. I mean, you know, I remember Sean when, you know, in the early days when we were just getting going, it was considered you know really cool to break all these cinematography rules, these cinematic rules. Uh, did I just say that? <laughs> yeah. Um, but but basically, uh, you know, break the rules of realism, and and it was considered groundbreaking and cool to to show, you know, the world in ways we've never seen it before. You know, from from some synthetic cameras. Uh, pers some new you know perspective quote um but for me it, it just and i think for for everybody uh it became it kind of uninteresting like you said and right. tiresome and and uh you know sometimes it even you know watching it makes me sick to my stomach i'll say but um you know that's why that's why having cinematography uh using the t techniques of cinematography and cgi is so important because uh, you know the, the the projects that actually follow those rules are the successful projects these days. 
Oh yes, absolutely. The the other thing is your your the considerations you're going to be thinking about as in CGI as well as is what uh, what lens to use because you can duplicate lenses, real real world lenses in in your in your uh, packages like Maya and Max and place and, and things like Blender. Um, so you'll you'll act you know you ask yourself you know what what kind of camera move in this particular animated scene is going to express the right feeling and emotion and then you, how do you cut those shots together. So, um, and then yes, is this traditional using the traditional camera moves like a dolly right. and a pan and you know and and uh, you know rack focus and stuff like that. It's it's all, but that's all physical physically based cameras, and I think that's that's part of making anything that you're seeing at least a cinematography, you know, a cinema, uh, cinematic work, uh, you know, real. Yes, and that it, those are the things you you know what angles to showcase um, and give you that the right attitude and, and what. What's going to frame that story better, uh, if, and for the right point of view, and so you can create these, like we said, um, dynamic compositions in your frame, and then you can take things out. So it's a lot of back and forth, obviously, uh, with the uh, director, and then uh, finally you have the the lighting at the very very end uh, in animation, where you've got, like I said, the director of cinematography for, for lighting, and a lot of times they'll work um, from color keys from the visual development departments and. They'll have a bunch of lighting artists also underneath them, and and it's just basically to enhance enhance that the those shots and those that story through color and light. So that's basically what why it's kind of a little bit different than normal, I would say, um, in, in live live action versus CGI. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yes, and and the, the being able to to add things like lens effects, you know, uh, to to your your cameras and to your lighting scenarios, or or being able to 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 use. Um, you know, I don't know if you know. But of course, you do, Sean. But uh, you can do uh, colored shadows in CG, uh, which is kind of something that you can't, you know, really you don't really see in the real world. So I mean, there's 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 rules you can break, and if you do them creatively, you can probably you know stretch them a little bit and get away with it. But uh, you know, using using light and shadow to create silhouettes and you know really strong strong uh, compositions uh, of light and darkness. And and I remember watching, you know, seeing you know. Uh, people's demo reels everything had a, a lens flare on it it was so ridiculous sean i mean i remember that <laughs> right i used it too <laughs> i know go oh, do we all had to have a shot with a lens flare and i think uh, that's right it had to be point. that but, 3d studio max lens flare always yeah. and everything yeah, so um anyway so that, that's 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 pr- you know what what i think as far as uh, cgi is and, and the other cool thing about it is as as i mentioned was it makes it possible for directors to you know kind of do that previs work that you that you're showing and and uh really really hone and and really really uh, craft those cinematic moments i think the whole the whole thing of virtual cinematography using cgi techniques using uh, game engines like unreal and things like that we've mentioned that with uh, mandalorian um, a lot of that and of course um, the uh, the avatar series as well well now series now it's going to be a second 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 movie i mean um but those are the things that you've got these directors that can do things virtually in in the um, in the computer, and so they can have basically virtual, virtually unlimited camera angles, and just pick which one's the best one. Versus, you know, in real life, it's a lot more difficult um, to get up on this, you know, have a boom way up high, or have a camera set up in different different points. Um, it's it's laborious versus just doing it, you know, right there in the in the virtual cinematography right there in the virtual camera so much easier and there's a lot of scenes that we always remember one of my things one of my my the things in my mind that i remember is is some of the most impressive is the is the scenes you couldn't possibly 
get safely or the you couldn't possibly shoot well, unless you had a right miniature here. yeah oh okay sorry go ahead well, um, i'll just say here's a here's a shot from from uh uh gravity Right, yeah. sorry, and and it's 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 it kind of makes it begs the question: What is cinematography? Is is CG cinematography? And it, does it, is it enough just to use cinematographic techniques to make CGI cinematography, or or is it some hybrid? Uh, and so this is one of my a cool shot where they actually show the virtual camera where they do the three D camera tracking and and do the compositing uh, in in uh, the camera, and that's the pre pre the pre rendered version, and uh, here here comes up the the composite versions. You know that's that's such a striking scene. I didn't realize that that her suit was CG. That's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty in depth, and you can actually see the virtual camera right there. And they're actually they record that data, and they actually use that that camera inside the CG world to film that exact same shot and have it match the perspective perfectly. Well, I mean, you think about that film, and of course, that's the reason why the cinematographer got an Academy Award. It's just you need to see that movie if you haven't seen it. Anybody out there? Uh, it's just incredible, just an amazing, amazing film. I so, really uh, you know, talking about how CGI is, uh, is, you know, is kind of breaking the the rules, or rather, uh, well, let me show you one of them breaking the rules. You want me to yeah, show you one of the breaking yeah, the rules? Yeah, yeah. So this is from Fight Club, nineteen ninety nine. This is this. If you can pin me here, this is this is one of the things that I that I really like is these rule breaking breaking things where they they're following these this unimaginable camera through virtual space. And it looks like they're, it's in real, I mean, they're using photogrammetry uh, to do all this, like they did in the Matrix and they do a lot of movies today, but coming out of the trash can, they did this so many different times in Fight Club. I When I first saw it in 1999, I was like, wow, how... How did they get the camera in there? It was so extreme, small. Extreme close-ups, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you you can get them on these rails and and make them come up to the these the the most like through blades of grass if you wanted to, or in a, a gopher's hole and coming out of that. I mean, it, it's just crazy the amount of beautiful things you can do with a virtual camera in CGI, which you could not do in re the real life. In real life, it'd just be impossible. Yes, and that's that's kind of what I meant by stretching the rules a you little bit. You can pin me. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> stretching the rules a little bit. Yeah, uh, and and I we showed a, I showed a clip last last one of the last podcasts uh, ago um, about uh, the same thing in Fast and Furious where they're they're famous for crawling up the exhaust pipe, you know, uh, into the engine and and seeing that uh, stuff fire off, or watching the turbo thrusters and engaged and watching the the, the you know, right. going through the, the nitrous system uh, out the back pipe. It's pretty pretty amazing stuff. Uh, and that that has cre its creative moments, and and you know for for specific moments, and, and if if it's done right and it supports the story, yeah, go for it, go for it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying don't break the rules. I'm, well, I'm, I'm saying you can bend them pretty much. I'm saying yeah, I'm I'm saying don't break the rules, and I don't think that shot broke the rules. Honestly. No, I don't I, think I, so either. So. And that kind of brings me to to the, the idea of you know br breaking the rules for cameras and trying to you know that that line is blurring a little bit because you know we're used to these traditional camera moves and with the advent of drones and drone technology and that just the sheer uh, ability of drones to record and to to, to record video specifically uh, some amazing shots are being uh, are being gained and this is a, a really cool um, if I can get this going here I just want to show you a. a, a Point, you know, the camera's point of views are changing. I mean, this is a, uh, a shot by, um, oh gosh, uh, I have it right here. Um, anyway, I'll get it here in a second, but this is a, a great shot uh, by these guys who are flying a handheld drone um, and following um, 
the guys down the. Uh, what street is that? Is that in, in, in United well, States is, or this is this was created by Dutch drone gods, um, and huh. they have a cool YouTube channel. So check check out check them out. But this is one continuous first person view drone shot of uh, Thomas Slavik. He's a racing uh, racing guy, um, and this is uh, for the uh, Red Bull uh, bike Spar racing. So, yeah, a downhill twenty twenty two, and it's a, it's it's probably the most er- epic urban bike race in the world. And you can see uh, this. Flying through houses and flying through through uh, under trees and through gates and just amazing through these narrow narrow tunnels. So it's it's just a an incredible uh, one camera shot. And the guy waves him by and these these na- alleyways are really really narrow. And this guy's going fast. I mean you can see it. This is not sped up. Um, so it's I wonder how a, many times he went through there. Oh, uh, if you see if you watch this race, you see all these guys wreck on these really narrow. I mean, th- as you see, he barely his his handlebars just barely miss the rails and these posts and stuff oh like my that. Gosh, wow. if, you, if you watch this race, really, and you, and this is not the only video of right. this kind, but this is this is a pretty impressive uh, example of what is now, uh, you know, what is now an acceptable part of cinematography. What's beautiful about this scene of, of that racing is you're, I'm thinking in my own mind with the Tesla technology now with, uh, with the AI just sensing your entire environment. So you, you basically have uh, these drones with these uh, high-end in the future cameras that can uh, look at the scene that you're going through, fly through there, recognize everything that's there, and then just basically come back to the – and it maps everything out and you basically come right back to your computer and you, you plot out the entire – entire thing again uh, or scene and you just you just have them fly and do that exactly the way it's supposed to be um you know based on the computer obviously tracking everything and making sure that it, it follows that exact shot shot for shot just amazing yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty cool it is, it is pretty amazing and i i have to say um oh there he's still gone let me turn him off <laughs> um, well pin me because i want to show something too there you go this this is uh this is one of my favorite scenes in in obviously <laughs> I mean, we've mentioned, I think, before the Matrix. That that think that pretty much uh, blew me away. The movie itself, the concept, and everything else. But the the way that they did the the trilogy of it, the Matrix trilogy, in this particular um, video here is is from, I believe, Revolutions. Uh, and he's and he's Neo. Obviously, is in the fight scene when he's fighting all the the Agent Smiths that come in, and all these scenes where you you just couldn't have a camera doing that. I mean it. It looks obviously CGI, but still, I, th- I think you get that emotional feeling about, you know, almost comic booky, And that's what obviously the, um, uh, the Matrix is very comic book oriented. And that's the whole idea. Uh, and that's and yeah, that's a cinema. speeding up of time, speeding up and slowing down of time make, is a very interesting. I, yeah, I like I like the whole slowing down. And you see that a lot in, in video games as well. Well, they'll do that exact thing for moments to give you that emotional impact when they do cutscenes or something else. When you when you're you're uh, killing the enemy, they'll they'll do that cinematography trick where they'll slow it down so you can kind of that time warp and uh, you get more impact. Well, you know you can't. Uh, I'll tell you what the slow motion you can't. Uh, it, it takes a lot more resolution and you can't you know cover it up with motion blur. Right, because you can see everything. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that, this is one of my favorite scenes. That's a sweet scene. I love that. The other one is. Um, I thought one of my favorite for a CGI, complete CGI movie was uh, Ratatouille in 2007. I think that was one of my favorites. This, this scene, if you can keep me pinned, is, is the one where um, I believe it's uh, Ego is e- eating uh, Ratatouille for the first time. And in this scene here, 
it it's uh, I really love this shot. This 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 uh, this shot is probably one of my favorites when he eats this thing and gets transported back to his childhood. Yeah, but the whole it, uh... the whole framing of it is just <laughs> it's just I mean, yeah. how would you do that in non CGI? I don't think it's possible to do it. Um, you d- it's just beautiful, <laughs> beautiful shot. I love that. It's one of my favorite. It, there's also other video games you'd see, um, like Uncharted series for video games using cinematics. That's a huge thing now. And they're a lot, like you mentioned earlier, they're borrowing a lot of the techniques that they're using in the engines and the games, and they're actually applying that to filmmaking today. Yeah, and achieving a balance of, of, of you know, between CGI and, uh, you know, at least and traditional cinematic techniques. And, you know, even even what they're making today, you mentioned The Mandalorian. It's kind of a hybrid between CGI and and you know, cinema, uh, traditional uh, movie making, you know, with, with optical lenses. Um, and, and so blending, being able to blend all this technology together, um, you know, whether it's CGI or practical uh, effects, it's just, it's important to, you know, make sure that it's, it's the movie and the, the theme of the movie and this, the, the characters are supported and not, not ruined by them, uh, you know, which has happened so many times in the past. Exactly. Yep. Well, we've got to wrap this up, bro. Um, we've gone a little long, I think. Um, it's, it's a bummer because I wanted to do another. Maybe we'll do part two of this one and, and actually go into some of the, the software that's out that you can get even onto your iPhone or Android device and do your own cinematography and your own movies right now. Um, yeah, I would I'd just make a mention, and, and we're not supported by them, but uh, check out Hollywood camera work. Uh, that's where uh, a lot of, that's where I learned a lot of, of how, to, how to operate uh, you know, cameras and traditional, uh, do traditional cinematography and, and CG. So it's, 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 it's uh, CG. Uh, what is it? Hollywood camera work. Yep. There's other, also software filmic pro go there. Filmic pro you can use. It's an Android and iPhone app and it's got uh, a lot of, uh, really cool features that you can use right there. So uh, let's go to, uh, the mailbag, uh, testimonials. Actually, I, I love these. These are from um, producers that have uh, fans and producers. And this particular uh, comment is from uh, Stratashi Kashimoto. And he says he's been watching our channel for seven years. And I've been so, and he's seen so many animations. And he felt like uh, it was his time to be part of the channel. And so he applied. And uh, sure enough, he got accepted. And he really. Um, was talking about the fact that the, all the animated films on our channel have made him think over the, uh, and the different emotions, like we just talked about with cinematography and, and the, the storylines. And it just got him so, so psyched that he wanted to, to be a part of it. And so he was so excited to be part of our uh, channel. Well, thank you so much for your, your, uh, your uh, message to us. We really appreciate it. Yes, and those, those films that, that tug at your heartstrings that way are the ones that use traditional cinematic techniques, not the, not the impossible camera moves, just, just saying. <laughs> uh, our next comment is by T- uh, Tamir Pyrohoff. Uh, Tamir says, Hello, I've been a casual viewer of your channel for about two years now, and many of the artists that you've promoted uh, gave me inspiration to start learning 3D design and chase my dream of becoming a director. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, Tymir, that's what we're here to do: uh, promote and, and get you guys the the exposure uh, that you that your work deserves. That's Thanks. fantastic. Uh, Modi Nasab says it's amazing community and, and spreads creativity, and it's an honor to be featured on one of the best YouTube channels out there. Uh, thank you so much, Mohideen. Uh, appreciate the uh, 
the props and uh, we that's what we try we strive for trying to get the best we can possibly get to give that inspiration and spread that creativity to the world absolutely no bias we are one of the best youtube channels out there yes we are well thanks again for being part of our podcast today and we want to um, we want you to know that we do them just for you so we had a really great time answering helena's question and uh, how are cinematography techniques used in cgi we hope that you enjoyed our conversation, had a little bit of fun, and uh, learned something uh, along the way. And if you did, please help us out by sharing it with some of your friends, uh, as well as click on that like button because it really helps out our channel because it helps YouTube find other people like you who are interested in subjects that we talk about, uh, like uh, stuff we talked about today, especially as they relate to CGI and VFX. Uh, by the way, if you've got a subject that you'd like us to discuss in one of our podcasts, you can let us know uh, by uh, going to our website, thecgbros.com, up to the About Us tab, and then over to the Ask Us Anything drop-down, uh, just like Helena did. We are always looking to improve our podcast, and we'd, we'd really like to know what you think. So please leave us a comment below. And if you do, no guarantees, but we may even read it during our next podcast. Uh, just in case you didn't know, uh, we bring you a new edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss things having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, and digital VFX, as well as other related and interesting topics. So be sure to check out our YouTube channel as well for your front row seat for some amazing and some really heartwarming state-of-the-art CGI short film entertainment, as well as some pretty insightful VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes and making ofs that you'll find really interesting, uh, created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today. We'd love to see you here again uh, for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question how is CGI used in 3D printing? You know, that's going to be a, a really interesting subject. Do you think this one will surprise you? I think it will. They all surprise me. <laughs> okay, see you next week. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, how are cinematography techniques used in CGI? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell. So you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they, too, can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, Samsung Podcast, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, cgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is CGI used in 3D printing? This has been episode 2220 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.